0: You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 116 Preparing Kids Without Scaring Kids. This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way you're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Hi, Mama. Welcome to the podcast. There is so much going on in the world right now. I mean, there's always a lot going on, but in 2020, it feels like the hits just keep on coming. (laughs) So I wanted to do an episode on how to prepare our kids for adulthood, and living independently in this big, wild world without scaring them and sending the message that they can't handle it. What I know from working with so many moms and from personal experience is that because of our own anxiety about the world and the future, we either attempt to scare our kids by telling them about the worst-case scenarios, hoping to discourage them from certain behavior, or we avoid talking with them about particular topics altogether hoping to keep them in an innocent, naive bubble. And either way, our anxiety usually trickles down to them, causing them to feel anxious too. When we as moms worry about all the potential dangers our kids may face in the future, we become overprotective and rob them of opportunities to gain independence and learn from their own sometimes challenging experiences which would ultimately give them the self-confidence they need to handle future ones. Now, fear is an important and healthy emotion, and we don't want to eliminate it. But we're less likely to take useful action when we're afraid. When we can find a way to calm down and look at a situation more objectively, which is what I help my clients learn how to do in our work together, we're much better equipped to show up as the moms we want to be to prepare our kids for the real world and help them feel confident and capable. While tragic things do happen every day, the media's focus on these events makes it sound as though that's all that happens in the world. And this is one of the reasons I rarely watch or listen to the news. But there are some wonderful Instagram accounts that I follow that focus on bringing positivity and good news into our awareness. There's Upworthy, Good News Movement, and some good news, just to name a few. So we too can shift our focus from the bad things that sometimes happen in life to the behavior we can practice to stay safe in different situations. And the word practice is really important here because we don't want to just talk to our kids about these safe behaviors or show them what to do. We want to mentally and physically rehearse with them again and again. Think about the calm and matter-of-fact way that schools routinely perform fire drills, for example. They focus on a clear plan of action, and kids practice exactly how and where to go in the event of a fire— which reduces their anxiety and helps them feel competent and in control. When it comes to COVID, you've likely practiced proper hand washing and mask wearing with your kids. You can also practice walking and standing six feet apart from each other and what to say or do when someone comes within the six feet and is too close for comfort. Kids need to practice naming their feelings, identifying how different emotions feel in their bodies, and understanding what those feelings are trying to communicate. As I said before, we don't want to get rid of fear. It's the body's warning signal that something is off. So kids need to be in touch with their feelings so they can learn to trust their instincts about a person or situation. I've talked about Marissa's life-threatening dairy allergy before. She's had so many exposures that she's very aware of the difference between a sore throat from a common cold and a sore throat due to anaphylaxis. She knows that even when she can't necessarily trust someone else who swears up and down there's no dairy in her food, she can trust herself to know when there is. She's had lots of experience reading nutrition labels and letting staff and restaurant chefs know about her condition. Before she had ever administered the EpiPen on her own, she had practiced with the training pen that comes with her prescription, and she'd administered the real one with me or another adult sitting beside her. Does she still feel scared when going to a restaurant? Absolutely. But she's prepared to handle when a mistake happens. And she's developed courage, which, as Nelson Mandela said, is not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. Lately, Dahlia has been having trouble falling asleep because she's afraid of bad guys coming into our house at night. Of course, I remind her that we have a house alarm, and I try to reassure her that she's safe. But I've also asked her what she would do if our house alarm went off in the middle of the night. Would she hide under her covers? Would she run to my room? Would she yell and scream her head off? Now, we've only just started having these conversations, and the idea isn't to scare her more, but to arm her with a plan of action so she knows what to do in the very unlikely event of her worst-case scenario. When practicing what to do or say in different situations, from staying safe in the parking lot and crossing the street, to answering the phone or front door, do role plays or use stuffed animals and toys to act out different scenarios. Most teenagers prefer to just talk it out, if they want to talk at all, but it's important to have frequent conversations with them, even if it's uncomfortable for one or both of you, about their safety regarding sex, drugs and alcohol, dealing with peer pressure, online safety, and different relationships. Ideally, all kids should practice assertiveness skills, saying no when they feel uneasy, and using a safe word or phrase that lets you know when they need help. We also want them to know that if they see something online or in real life that upsets them or doesn't feel right, they should come to us and tell us, and they won't be in trouble. Now, obviously, the topic of personal safety is huge, but the main thing I want you to take away from this episode is that it's possible to prepare kids without scaring them, and it starts with you. If we want our kids to be courageous, empowered and prepared, but not scared, we have to calm ourselves down first. We have to think through our own worst case scenarios, focusing on what measures we can take to prevent them and how we would handle them if needed. Of course, there's no guarantee that when you're calm, your kids will be too, but the chances will be greater and they'll know that they can turn to you when they are feeling scared and can lean on your belief that no matter what happens, you'll both be able to handle it. It seems fitting that we're talking about this topic right before Halloween. So however you're choosing to celebrate this year, please be safe and prepared so that you can have an extra fun time. And if you're struggling with anxiety or you're feeling overwhelmed by everything going on in the world right now, taking action can help you feel more in control. The first action I want to suggest is to go to lessdramamoremama.com and sign up for your free consultation with me. As your life coach, I'll give you practical tools and strategies to feel better, parent calmly and confidently, and be the mom you long to be. There are a few more days to get that birthday box in the mail from me too when you become a client in the month of October. So go get it, mama, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast. If you like this episode, please take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes and make sure you subscribe too so you never miss a show. Got a question, comment, or idea for an upcoming episode? Email me at pam at lessdramamoremama.com.